Amen. Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. Lord, I just pray that you would help me tonight to deliver your word. Help us all to receive it and apply it to our lives. God, we thank you for your word and all that it gives us. Let us, as we're fed the word of the Lord, let us receive it, God, and let us spiritually digest it into our lives that it may add nurture and nourishment and strength to our spiritual lives. And God, will give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Uh, tonight, I'll be doing something I... I've rarely ever done, and uh, that's do a little expository teaching, okay? So I know you're familiar with what that is. We take scripture by scripture, and we expound or talk about those. Maybe not all of them because there's 36 of them, and so that may take a while. Amen. So we have someone bringing snacks and water here. No kidding. Amen. I want to teach on this thought tonight, the voice of wisdom, the voice of wisdom. How many of you knew that wisdom had a voice? Wisdom has a voice. Uh, as Christians, as mankind, we, we struggle with life. We struggle with things in life. We have weaknesses. We have habits and hang-ups. And we're stubborn sometimes. Can I get a witness from the ladies? We go through hardships. We, and due to all these things, we can mishandle things. And we don't always make the best decisions. Anybody want to ever retract a word, a decision, an action? We would love to do that and rethink it. Amen? And so that's why... If I could just take a minute just to kind of give uh, an illustration that maybe help us. When, when uh, Noel, when you brought your newest baby, uh, and, I, and I know her name because I just heard it tonight. It didn't have the baby in it. I know it starts with an A, Hagen. When you brought Hagen home, and when you brought your children home from the hospital, and they were two, three days old, and you laid it there in the crib, this baby has a lot of insufficiencies in its life. It can't go work a job, can't figure a budget, can't clean the house, can't even feed itself, can't even bathe itself. It, it really don't have a lot of knowledge, but there's a lot of insufficiencies that were there to fill that gap. Amen. That's why mamas and dads are there in their lives and, they watch over them, they take care of them, they do everything for them. Then as they, you know, grow, they learn from things. And I want to use that as an illustration that you and I, whether we realize it or not, we have insufficiencies in our life. We don't always know the right thing to do, or we don't always do what we know is the right thing. And 
due to these insufficiencies, God provides what we need. He said, I shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. Now think about the order of creation. Just take a minute tonight. When God created everything he created on the second day, everything that would need was created on the first day. When you get to man being created on the sixth day, everything that man would ever need was already created because God is a God of order, but he is a God of provision. He will supply our needs. But that doesn't just, that's not just limited to physical needs or material things, food, water, things of that nature but also with needs of elements in our life. And I'm headed somewhere, so just, just bear with me tonight. We're going to be talking about wisdom, and I personally believe that wisdom outside of the Holy Ghost is the most impacting part that will impact our life more than anything else, or the lack of wisdom. Wisdom and the lack of wisdom. Now, you can have the Holy Ghost, we can have the Holy Ghost and not apply wisdom, and we're going to suffer from it. You cannot have the Holy Ghost and apply wisdom and be blessed by it. Amen? So wisdom is such a major part of our life that it affects us every single day of our life, whether we use wisdom or not wisdom. How many of you ever prayed and asked the Lord, please give me wisdom, God? And he gave it, and we didn't use it. Hello? You know, he gives us wisdom, but it's like on the bookshelf. It's in the volumes. But it's us up to us to apply it. It's kind of like if you want to be fed the good word of the Lord, and I know you do. Well, I want to try to feed you, but I don't decide whether you get fed or not. What decides whether you get fed or not? Whether you eat it or not, you know, if you can prepare a meal, but if you push that plate to the side and said, I want something more, you know, delicacy or something different, I don't want peas and cornbread and mashed potatoes and string beans and turnip greens, I want this or that, caviar, well, you're in trouble tonight. But if you eat and digest into our spirits, what the Lord's given us, we're going to be fed things that's going to help us live a daily life in a more pleasing manner to God. And that's what we're here to do. That's our desire. And we have all these elements in life that hinder it. A lot of it is our flesh. Everybody say wisdom. We want wisdom, and we want to apply wisdom to our life. Amen. So, in verse 2 through 4, to let us know that wisdom is available. Hello? Wisdom is available. So it tells us in verse 2, She standeth in the top of the high places by the way of the places of path. She crieth at the gates of the entry of the city, the coming at the doors, unto you, O men, mankind, I call. How often has wisdom called on us and we turned a deaf ear to it? You ever had these thoughts? We call it conscience. 
conviction, the Lord, but also wisdom calleth to us. And we, if we'll stop and we'll think on it, process it, then we can see the wisdom. We don't always see the wisdom at face value. We just see something, okay, that's what I'm going to say. That's what we're going to do. But if we stop, put the brakes on it, and we stop and think on it, then wisdom has an opportunity, and we can hear the voice of wisdom, and we can begin to apply that wisdom. The Bible talks about sit down and count the cost. If you're building something or you're building a home, the Bible illustrates, sit down and count the cost, and that way we don't look foolish if we're not able to complete it. What is that? That's wisdom, right? But the Word of God gives us wisdom. But we have to apply that. But if we stop and think, it would be wise of us to go through the steps of this and consider all the elements of it and then make a better decision. Oh, hallelujah. Well, somebody say praise the Lord. James 1, 5 through 8 says, if any of you lack wisdom, how many of you lack wisdom? We all do. We're, you know, we have a little shortage there. We all need more wisdom. Can I go ahead and tell you, you live to be 120 and have the Holy Ghost 119 of those? I doubt that you do, but uh, you're still going to need wisdom. You're going to be growing in wisdom. How do you grow in wisdom? Reading, praying. But that is not the key, that's not the main element. The way we grow in wisdom is by applying wisdom to our life. Amen? It's by practicing and exercising and learning from experiences and applying that wisdom. And when, you, when we apply that wisdom, we grow in wisdom. If any man of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Wisdom, somebody say wisdom is available. That giveth to, everybody say all men. Everybody can get wisdom. We've got to want wisdom. Praise God. We've got to see how valuable it is. But then it says that he giveth to all men liberally, not sparingly. Oh, hallelujah. Every day we wake up, we can go to prayer and say, God, please give me wisdom. Everything we face today, help us say the right things, make the right decisions, do the right things, live the right kind of life, think through things, and then we're still going to have to apply that when those moments come. I believe that the Bible is referring to wisdom to a degree when it says, Acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways, and he shall direct thy path. If we stop and acknowledge God, now God, I need your directions on this. What is the right thing to do? Now, a lot of us just do it. Then we, we reap the repercussions from that. But if we'll acknowledge God in all of our ways, He will have the opportunity to direct our path. No, don't go that direction. Don't, don't say that. Don't make that decision. Think it through. Pray about it a little bit more. Hello? Now, I'm a spontaneous person, so that's a challenge for me. Okay? I see a need, bam, I want to go after it. But the longer I live, the more I learn. Wait a minute. Let me think this through. 
Let me pray on it. Amen. I don't always do so well at that. Amen. Because I like to respond. But it would be wise of us to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways. Give him a chance to direct. Look, if we could go back in life and redo it and use these principles, we will have made much better decisions. We would have suffered much less hardships and loss. And that's why we try to teach the youngers. And the Bible teaches us to teach the younger. Why are we teaching them? We're not telling them how to live their lives, what, what they ought to do, what they're doing wrong. We're telling them from experience. These things that we've learned through life, and we want to help them avoid those mistakes and hardships that we have. But it says, as he would give to all men liberally, and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. That's, that's a pretty, pretty serious statement right there. We need to be clear-headed, not double-minded. Come on. We need to stop and think about it. And so we don't need to be wavering. And we won't waver nearly as much as if we acknowledge the Lord and we ask Him for wisdom. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It's not wise to be double-minded. It's not wise to speak all of our mind. Come on. So God provides wisdom, but we must ask for it daily. And then we must listen for the voice of wisdom. Stop. You know, they used to tell, and they still do, tell parents, before you whip your child, count to ten. There's nothing magical about the number ten. It just pauses. Emotion engages the mind and begins to think about what we're about to do. How many times have all of us you can raise your hand on this. Started to do something, you kind of heard that voice, and you stopped. And you just spent 30 seconds thinking about it, and you go, no, that's not a good response. I've done that today. I was headed with my fingers on the keypad and typed the first word. And I said, well, wait a minute. Because then you go to thinking about the other things involved. And I hit the delete button. <laughs> Never mind, let me move on. Now, the problem is there's many times I didn't do that. I hit sin. And then once it's gone, it's gone. How many times you ever send a text, you go, ooh, I wish I hadn't done that. Come on, somebody. Y'all all angels, I know. In verse 9, it says, oh, ye simple, understand wisdom. And ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Watch verse 6. Hear. Hear. You know why we don't hear some things? Because we ain't listening. Because we're not listening. The reason a lot of times we don't catch somebody's name and we don't know their name five minutes after they told it, because we weren't listening. So we didn't catch it. It's not locked in our mind. You know, I've shared with you before, I, I'm blessed to be able to remember names. I'm getting less blessed at that. 
but I've always been blessed to remember a name. But they taught us the key to remembering a name is actually listen when they say their name. Then repeat it a few times. And it's locked in this computer God created. And so if we would just stop and think, or listen rather, to the voice of wisdom, the voice of conviction, the voice of conscience, and the voice of God, amen, then we can halt things and stop and make better decisions. Oh, praise God. So here, watch what, what, what it says, and I hope I get through with this tonight. For I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. So if we're going to speak in wisdom and operate in wisdom, it says here this, we will speak, if we use wisdom, that wisdom, Brother Treach, is always going to speak excellent things. It's always going to speak excellent things. And if we speak out of flesh, ourself, our opinion, quick responses, we're probably not going to speak excellent things. Folks, none of us are going to be perfect. But here is something given to us that will help us if we see the value, the importance of it, and begin to apply it to our lives. I know I need all the help I can get. Hello? And so the opening of our lips shall be right things, because that's what wisdom does. All the words of my mouth, wisdom said, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. You know, it's not wisdom to speak of wickedness, unrighteousness, or forwardness, or perverseness. That's not wisdom. Wisdom's never going to speak in that trait. That's why we need wisdom. Amen? That's why when we don't use wisdom, we'll speak like we shouldn't speak. In verse 9, it says, They are all plain, simple, easy, non-confusing, easy to understand, easy to communicate. They are all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. Everybody say wisdom. I'm, I'm bringing this out of the 8th chapter of Proverbs. And, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to read a proverb every day. Right? Today is the 15th of the month. So it's simply you just read the 15th chapter. Tomorrow's the 16th, you read the 16th chapter. But I was reading this a couple of weeks ago, a little ahead of myself, and it just stuck with me because they're so rich. This chapter, I believe, is one of the most powerful chapters in the book of Proverbs because it deals with the most powerful thing to affect our life, and that's wisdom, if we'll use it. So in verse 10, so I encourage you to read chapter 8, study chapter 8, amen, and verse 10, it says, receive my instruction, we have to receive something, in other words, you have to be open to it, somebody maybe give a word of prophecy to you, a word of encouragement, and people say, I receive that, okay, that means I'm open to that, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to that, I'll embrace that, I'll pray for that, I'll put that in my basket, Watch for something to grow fruit from it. That's what we mean by receive it. 
receiving is being open and receptive. And so wisdom say, be receptive to my instruction. Pay attention to me. And not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. Watch this. For wisdom, everybody say wisdom, is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. In other words, all the money in the world can't be compared to wisdom. You can have all the wealth of this world, and it will in no wise impact, bless, and be fruitful in our lives as much as wisdom will. Well, praise the Lord. And so we find the story of Solomon. You know the story of Solomon. He asked the Lord. He could ask the Lord for anything, everything. But he was coming to become king and a judge over God's people. And he recognized there's something I need that's insufficient in my life. And if I'm going to judge God's people properly and righteous, I need something from God. So he prayed. And what did he pray for? Everybody prayed for wisdom. He prayed for wisdom. He could have prayed for riches. But he knew that the number one most impacting thing that would determine his success and be, a, be the judge and the king that God was calling him to be, he needed wisdom every day of his life. You ought to try to pastor sometimes. like a tug of war some days, you know, and I don't mean that bad. It just, there's so much wisdom that is needed. Some days you bat 500, some days you don't bat 500. You rarely bat a 1,000, but you go after it every day. And we all have to do that because we're dealing with lives. We're dealing with eternity. We're dealing with people and the jobs. We're dealing with right decisions. We're dealing with the right comments. And every part of our life is affected by wisdom or the lack of wisdom. And God knows that. He made us. He knows we have insufficiency. We knows our shortcomings. So he said, I have made available wisdom. But you have to listen to that voice. Hear the instruction and follow it. Oh, hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Now, this is Solomon in verse 9 of 2 Chronicles chapter 1. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David, my father, be established. For thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in the multitude. His very first prayer, or this prayer in this chapter was in verse 10, Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can judge this, thy people that is so great? God, this is a huge job. And I'm going to ask you for wisdom that when I'm going in and coming out, when I'm dealing with people, when I'm making decisions and judgment calls, and all these things, God, help me. I need your wisdom, oh, praise God. And he said, and God said to Solomon, because this was in thine heart. We need it in our heart. 
need to pray, God, give us a heart to desire wisdom. A heart. There's something about the heart that, that is where the core of it is. That's where it's genuine. It's not a matter of just knowledge. We need this. I need to, I need to do that. But a heart after God. Dave is known as a man after God's own heart. He was in pursuit of. He wanted to be in the likeness of God's heart. And so we want this in our heart. And Solomon did. He said, but God said to Solomon, because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked for riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast thou asked for long life, but hast asked for wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches. You didn't ask for this, but I'm going to give it to you. And riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee. Why? Because he sought for the things that are important. And why does Solomon ask for those? Because that can't be compared. The riches of this life, the wealth and the honor cannot be compared to wisdom and its value. Oh, praise the Lord. In verse 20, it says, wisdom is speaking. I lead the way of righteousness. If wisdom leads the way of righteousness, I need wisdom. Because we all want to go in the way of righteousness. Because we don't want to go in the way of unrighteousness. But wisdom is going to lead us there. The Holy Ghost will lead and guide us into all truth. But you can have the Holy Ghost and not use wisdom. We do it all the time. Come on. A person that's never been saved, that never went to church, has read the Bible, and applied this wisdom, they live a good, decent life. Because God's Word is not, all of God's Word is not contingent upon salvation. Hold up. Use an example. If a man applies this wisdom, whether he's saved or lost, he's going to reap benefits of it. The Bible tells us in Malachi, if we'll pay our tithes and offerings, that God's going to pour out a blessing we don't have room enough to receive. If not, there's going to be a curse there. You don't have to be saved to get benefits from that. We just have to be obedient. Okay? Oh, that hurts. Well, thank you, Jesus. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the past of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. Folks, this ought to create a desire in our heart. Says, oh, God, I want to walk in wisdom. I want to bring more attention to wisdom. We want to bring more focus and more value and more priorities because if we can live in wisdom every day, I know we're not going to bat a 1,000 every single day all day long, but it improves our, our batting average, if you will. It improves the quality of our life. It will bring peace into our life. Oh, hallelujah. In verse 13, the Scripture says, "In The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. 
So when I read that, I thought of another scripture, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 through 11. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me that thy days shall be multiplied, and thy years shall be of thy life shall be increased. Isn't that encouraging? But watch what it said. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Why and how is the fear of the Lord the beginning of wisdom? First of all, what is the fear of the Lord? God doesn't want us to be afraid of him. He's our father. He's our redeemer, our Lord, our savior, our friend. All these things wrapped up. But the fear of the Lord is we acknowledge his truths, his judgments, his righteousness, his principles, amen, his word. And when we acknowledge it from the standpoint of we're going to have repercussions, amen, from what God guides us, whether we obey or whether we not obey. And that is the greatest wisdom of all, to realize we don't govern our own lives and that we are accountable to God and his word. And we will stand in judgment one day for all the things we did that's unrepented of. Hello? And that we don't just live our lives any old way, but there's a real God, a true God, a loving, a merciful, long-suffering God. But one day he's going to become the judge through this word. The books are going to be open. We're going to be judged by our actions according to this word. So wisdom, the beginning of wisdom is to recognize, revere, and know that, hey, you know, God's real. And I really need to live for him. That's the greatest wisdom. That's the beginning. That's where it all starts. Amen. You may have a lot of wisdom in how to make money, how to save money. But that's not the kind of wisdom we're talking about. Amen. That's the wisdom of this earth. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. That's not what this is talking about. So what is wisdom? Proverbs 8, 14 through 21, 739. In case you're wondering, I, I know it seems like I've been teaching longer than that, but I haven't. It says in verse 14, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Ooh. Wisdom's not bragging on itself here. It's communicating. God is communicating through his word what wisdom is all about. Amen, and why God wants us to have wisdom. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. And the Bible says, with all thy getting, get understanding. I have strength. Watch this in verse 15. By me, by wisdom, kings reign or rule, and princes decree justice. They don't do it on their own accord, but it's wisdom that gives them direction. The Bible says if God, that God turns the hearts of kings. Amen. By me, this is wisdom speaking, by me, princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Now, I, I brought this out for a purpose. First of all, it's in the scripture. But if God does that for kings, and he does, they are depending on that. That same wisdom is available to you and I in everyday life. In everyday life, we have that same 
opportunity afforded us that is given to the kings to rule with, that we are having the opportunity to have that wisdom to guide our life, to make decisions by. In verse 17, I love them that love me. We should love wisdom. And those that seek me early shall find me. Wisdom's not hiding, playing hide and seek with you, with us. Wisdom stands ready at the gates, at the coming in of the doors, and it crieth out. Its voice is to the sons of man. The sons of man wants us to know his voice. You're going to find something else about wisdom here in a minute. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable, everybody say durable riches. There's a difference. Hello? And righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Yea, thine than fine gold. And my revenue, everybody say revenue. What is that? What's revenue? Income. Fruitfulness. It's better than choice silver. Oh, hallelujah. Wisdom is an attribute of God. Watch this. How old is wisdom? How long has wisdom been around? Let's, let's talk about it for a minute. In the 22nd chapter, uh, verse of 8, Proverbs 8, it says, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting. From the beginning or ever the earth was. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the earth. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set compass upon the face of the deep. Of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree, when the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the fountains of the earth, then I was by him mm. as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing in the habitable part of the earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. Take it for a moment. Wisdom was there from the beginning. It was there. God operated in wisdom. When he said, let there be light, or created the earth, or made man, he doesn't say, Heart that's gonna pump oxygen and blood through all the oh yeah we gotta have organs that's gotta have kidneys and liver and it's gotta have lungs and it's gotta have a stomach and a digestive system and you get the picture God didn't do that He's created it but wisdom did it wisdom knew how to put us together come on. And I know wisdom is God. I'm not trying to separate that. There is doctrines out there that tries to make wisdom another person of the Godhead. Wisdom is not another person of the Godhead. It is of God. Amen. It is a gift of God. Well, I can tell 
I'm almost at my limit with your attention and time. Praise the Lord. But when I read that the Lord and I was his delight, you know what that tells me? tells us. Brother McGill, when we really strive and value wisdom, and we really make it a priority to see its value and try to live in it, the delight of the Lord is there. God delights in us because he knows, oh, that's wisdom. It's going to be a lot less mistakes. They're going to speak excellent things. Right things are going to come out of their mouth, and they're going to make good decisions. Praise God. And God delights in us when we're doing the right thing. Amen. It grieves him when we do wrong things. It grieves the Lord when he sees us making that decision and he understands all the suffering that's going to come from that one decision. He doesn't stop loving us, doesn't stop reaching from us, for us, but he knows this is going to happen. Amen. But he delights when he sees us operating in wisdom. Oh, I need more wisdom. My pastor, first time I ever heard it in my life, I used to hear him pray. For not just wisdom, and I know we don't have Bible for this, but it's principle. He would pray for divine wisdom. What he was saying, I need that godly wisdom. I need that wisdom of the most high God. And I, I understand that I need that wisdom. Oh, praise God. Well, hallelujah. In verse 32, verse 36, and I'm closing. In verse 32, it says, now, therefore, Hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. He's talking about wisdom. It's all this whole chapter is about wisdom. I know Mama used to say, "Boys, y'all hear me? Yeah, Mama, we hear you. We heed you." Remember what Peter said, and hearken to my word. Take hold of them. Embrace them. Apply them. Wisdom does us no good if we don't apply it. Oh, but when we apply it, we're going to reap things. We're going to be kept from so much things in life, and we're going to see the blessings, and there's going to be revenue given to us. Wisdom has durable riches. Oh, praise God. Hear instruction, and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watcheth daily at my gates, and waiteth at the post of my doors. For whoso, fi whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. How do we sin against the Lord? By disregarding. Ignore him when it's available to us. Let's stand together. And all that hate me love death. I want to encourage you, read chapter 8. Read it when you go home tonight. You may say, well, I done heard it all. Read it anyway when you get up in the morning. Read the 16th chapter of Proverbs. There's so much wisdom there. But throughout this script, this, this Bible, there's so much wisdom, amen, that we can make better decisions. I need all the wisdom I can get. Pray for your pastor.
to have wisdom. Pray for our teachers to have wisdom, our leaders to have wisdom, each other to have wisdom. Amen. Wisdom will operate beyond our human comprehension. Hear me? We see things at face value. We see things with our integrated with our emotions, affected by our feelings. But wisdom backs up. The wisdom said, I'm going to get away from that. And I want to look to what God would have me do. Look at all the things that's involved in it. Think it through. And then try to make the best decision through wisdom. I want to invite you tonight to the altar just to pray a few minutes and talk to the Lord. God, help us. Help us to have wisdom. Oh, help us to have wisdom. There's so much depending on it. There's so much of our life that we desperately need wisdom to make the right decisions, to do the right things, say the right things, operate under the wisdom of God. 